My name is Alexis. I spent the majority of my childhood petrified and abused by my parents. They were raised to be seen and not heard, and I was conditioned to do the same. Our home was located in a very wealthy area of New Jersey. There was an incredible effort to maintain the facade of a happy household, while within our walls raged a daily war. My behemoth father demanded cleanliness and the constant maintenance of household chores, as appearance was of the utmost importance. We always did what he asked, for fear of his fist going through the wall or a physical strike from his six-foot stature. So my young girlish hands were always pushing a lawnmower, vacuuming, or raking leaves in an effort just to be left alone. Our house boasted two levels. There was a sunroom and four bedrooms, and an in-ground pool. The pool was the summer favorite for everyone, and we had frequent parties with lots of my father's wealthy friends. Showing off his assets was one of my dad's absolute favorite things to do. The pool was a huge kidney-shaped 12-foot-deep cement structure with a side hot tub. We were never allowed to touch the complicated system of knobs and gadgets that controlled the pool's filtration and chemical intake. I knew how to turn the hot tub bubbles on and off, but that's about it. There was one particular summer party that was in full swing, attended by dozens of people I barely knew. I was able to enjoy myself when others were around, as my parents would tone down their abusive behavior for appearance's sake. This party was the loudest by far and went on into the late hours of the night. With more people squeezing into the hot tub the later it got, I had lost track of time while I sat in the bubbling water. It must have been for hours. I don't remember getting up and heading to my bedroom. But a few hours later, I opened my eyes. The party was over, and I was staring up at my bedroom ceiling. I heard the sound of bubbles, and I felt the sensation of heat. Bright light suddenly pierced through the ceiling, and the temperature skyrocketed. My bedroom then became a steamy inferno. I was confused and kept rubbing my eyes before I felt water rushing over my body as the bubbles continued to grow louder and louder. I turned my attention back to the ceiling. Swirling above me was something that I'll never forget. A fleshless human head floated towards me until it got merely inches away from my face. It then opened its bony jaw and shrieked. Its hollow socket stared into my eyes before it floated around in a circle. Then another head appeared. Soon, at least ten floating heads formed a circle above me. No matter how hard I tried, I could not yell or scream. In the back of my mind, I knew that if I did manage to wake my parents, they would never believe me, and their repercussions might be worse than this. So I was trapped, tormented by the skulls swirling above me, shrieking, chomping, and laughing. I don't remember how long this went on for, but eventually, the morning sun began to creep through my windows, and the merry-go-round of skulls finally ended. The lights and steam faded, and my bedroom returned to normal. 
I lay there, still as a statue, unsure of what to do. I was terrified, but I was equally confused. For the next several days, I could not sleep. I didn't realize until my adulthood that my father might have put too much chlorine into the hot tub that night. Breathing in those chemicals for hours may have created a mustard gas type of poisoning, which induced this disturbing night terror. If anyone listening has more insight into this, please leave a comment down below. This is something that happened several years ago, but I still think about it from time to time. When I was a kid, I had a series of unsettling nightmares that would wake me up in the middle of the night. These dreams would include faceless intruders trying to break into our apartment, or a large shadow figure standing in the middle of my living room. I would sometimes hear humming from someone behind my bedroom door, gradually getting closer to me causing me to nearly have a panic attack. I've always felt a little uneasy about the apartment we lived in at the time. It was pretty old, and I lived there with my parents for a very long time, so I know what causes certain sounds, and I can pretty much accurately tell where it's happening, or if it's coming from one of the neighbors. This particular nightmare occurred not long after I switched rooms to take advantage of a slightly larger space. This was around autumn, because I recall it being cooler than normal. It seemed like any other ordinary night, but I also didn't stay up late and binge YouTube videos on my phone. I don't actually remember falling asleep. I woke up on my back, which gave me a view of the entire room with the streetlight outside providing just enough illumination for me to see a dark shape cautiously peering out from my closet, which had no door. The silhouette resembled a young man who appeared to be in distress. That alone would have been cause for alarm. However, I could sense that there was something else outside of my room in the hallway. The unknown man in my closet never said a single word but something made me feel that he was afraid of what was lurking outside. That was when I woke up. It was the middle of the night. As I scanned my room, I saw something moving in my closet, exactly like in the dream. I then began hearing a creaking from the hallway. This is when I started to get frightened. I knew that I wasn't dreaming. This was real. I prayed that I had locked my bedroom door that night, but I couldn't see what position the lock was in from where I was. It was too dark. So I lay there, frozen in fear, rationalizing the possibilities in my head. Could it be one of my parents going to the bathroom? No. This movement was much too deliberate. The creaks I heard were dragged out, like someone was standing in the hallway, pressing their foot down, slowly. I lay there on my bed for what seemed like an eternity. The sound never left the hallway, never moving toward the bathroom or to the stairwell. Exhaustion eventually caught up with me, and I reluctantly fell back asleep. I asked my parents the next day, and they were just as confused as I was. 
they wouldn't joke about something like this. If anything, they thought I was trying to pull a prank on them. Before I wrap this up, I will mention something else, but I'm not sure if this is related in any way. It was several months later, around springtime. My mother let one of our neighbors borrow a couple of old books from our collection. Most of them had been passed down from relatives. Our neighbor then called my mother a couple of days later, asking her why she had books that mentioned demons. I have no idea what the book was. It was news to us that the Necronomicon had been hiding on our bookshelf for several years. My mother told her to get rid of it, because we would never have anything related to demons or witchcraft in our house. Those kind of things never bring anything good into your life. It makes me wonder if it had anything to do with my experience. Coincidentally, after that book was gone, I never had another nightmare like that again. I'm someone who enjoys listening to scary stories. I'm just throwing that out there. Dreams are no different. These are experiences that people really hold on to. But when dreams and reality collide, that's when things get kind of... freaky. I have lived in Arizona for most of my life, and I am a rather large man. Actually, this trait of mine has served me well in school, since all of the bullies and gang members never bothered me. I was a large Latin guy who had a very straight face. It's actually kind of funny because if they knew me, they would know that I was a pushover and that I would be done for. But this facade was nice to have. Many years ago, there were some guys driving around and shooting at random pedestrians in the middle of the night between Phoenix and Mesa. One of those murders happened right next to the house I was in at the time. There was also the case of the baseline killer happening around the same time. One of the murders happened only a mile from where I lived. As you might imagine, our parents were shaken by these events and didn't let us go outside for a while. Feel free to research these events online. So now that I've set the stage, let's get into what happened. I usually like sleeping in the living room because I personally find the couch more comfortable than my bed. I know that what I'm about to say may sound a bit out there, but follow me on this. When I woke up, I occupied the body of a very frail little girl. I was walking around a dark neighborhood street and I felt like I was being followed by someone. At any moment, someone could jump out and grab me. I became frightened and I ran up to one of the surrounding houses and knocked. Please, someone help me. Someone is after me. No one came. As I ran from driveway to driveway, I stumbled across an incomplete two-story house. The first story of the house was still under construction, with exposed wooden frames and concrete pillars. The top floor was perfectly finished, beautiful, and frankly, very expensive looking. I decided that I would hide on the first floor. As soon as I entered the house, I came upon a very horrifying sight. I saw my entire family dead. Their bodies were hanging from the second floor, forming a circle, 
as pools of blood formed beneath them. I then saw a figure standing in the corner of the room. Something was in its hands. I could hear the sounds of someone tapping and clicking on metal. I was frozen, unable to move. This is what will happen to you and your family if you don't wake up right now. Suddenly my eyes flew open. I don't know how to describe it, but my mind was not groggy or slow. It was sharp and focused. My guess is that all the adrenaline pulsing through my body forced me into overdrive. I looked at the back door, and that's when I saw someone trying to break into our house. I remembered that gruesome sight from my dream, and I wasn't about to let this intruder anywhere near my family. I shouted, If you open that door, I will kill you right here and right now. The would-be intruder then ran off. I quickly opened the door and gave chase. But after he scaled the fence, he was gone like the wind. I don't really remember a ton of what happened after that. But I do remember thoroughly freaking out my family when I shouted at the intruder. I remember the guy wore gloves, so there was no point in calling the police. And also, after the adrenaline went away, I went back to being lethargic. I didn't want to scare my family, so I just ended up telling my parents that I had a nightmare. I highly doubt that this man was either of those killers I mentioned earlier, but there is no way to know for sure, and looking back, that does not ease my mind. At the time, as far as I was concerned, it never happened. In the nightmare I had, I distinctly remember hearing the sound of someone tapping on metal. At the time, I didn't realize it, but what I was actually hearing was the real-life intruder trying to break in.